Welcome back to the BuildWit Internal Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Aaron Witt, joined by my co-host, Alex Horton. Hey, y'all. It's Tropical Friday. It is. So we're matching we're a little both, bit. Yeah, we got our tropical shirts on, mm-hmm. which I like wearing tropical shirts because it gives you a little added pizzazz. Yeah, it just kind of like sets you up for the day, you know? Yeah, yeah, it sets you up for the day. What do we want to talk about today? Got a couple questions. Couple questions. Um, Good. Good. We've officially started talking about build with leaders as like a thing out in the world, which is a big change for us. Yeah. By the time this comes out, no. Yeah. yeah by, by the time this comes out, we'll have released an external podcast, mm-hmm. a dirt talk episode. Yep. Discussing build with leaders at length, um, as well as FTX will have happened. And FTX will have happened. Yeah. So the if you are listening to this and you haven't heard the in, the the Dirt Talk podcast with me, Randy, and Dan discussing Build It Leaders, I highly recommend you listen to it because it's probably the best explanation of what the hell we're doing to date. Mm-hmm. And as I'm sure some of you can imagine, even since our conversations with some of you a week prior, a week ago about build it leaders, things have changed already. Yeah. And well the the internal for the partners podcast that you did. Yeah. Had so much of that information has changed. Just the, the idea has fleshed out so much. Yeah. That it's almost like an entirely new thing, which is pretty cool. And and that's just the process of innovating and iterating. Yeah. You, you try to come up with the best plan, but <laughs> You also recognize that it's just a guess. And until you start to get data, you don't really know. So, all right, this past week, as we've recorded a lot, I mean, probably 30 hours of Build a Leader's content, we've been talking and iterating and taking that information and putting it back into the plan and adjusting things as we go. It's just, mm-hmm. that's how the process works. Which is, is pretty cool. I mean, in, in the same way that we do that with... Um, Money right now, you know, we're the money that we're generating, we're putting a lot of it back into the business or all of it back in the business. Yeah. And we're doing the same thing with experience right now in a way that I don't think we necessarily were doing as like investing that experience and knowledge as heavily um, as we are now. Like you're saying, we're, we're like learning stuff while Marcus is recording his part of the leaders thing and being like, oh, bring that into the business, bring that into Build with Leaders because this is going to be great because we can talk about it like this. Exactly. Those are things we just didn't know and we could go. Yeah. And, and if we could have created the perfect plan, we would have, but we just didn't know enough to do that. So, well, it's not like there are other industries that have like perfected what we're doing for the dirt industry. There are like no. some things that are kind of similar, but. Well, that's it's the same with Builder Creative, mm-hmm. and th- this is something we're actually going to talk about on today's team call. And everybody listening to this has already heard the team well, call, there, but um, but it's that <laughs> this is a very different world and requires a different application of principles of principles. And I feel like a lot of people have the the tendency to look back on what they've done in the past and reference use that as a reference point, but a lot of times it's it's completely obsolete here. Yeah, it's just not not the same. No, it would work great elsewhere, but for what we're trying to do, it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And so it's not the wrong thing in general, but it is the wrong thing here. Yeah. And like in this warfare book I read, Dan and Dan and I read, like one of the big concepts, and we've talked about this, is past experience is oftentimes your greatest liability. 
because it's comfortable mm-hmm. and it's been working. So you just want to go back to it, but things change <laughs> and the battlefield changes constantly. And so if you're constantly re- referencing what you've done in the past, you're easy to defeat. Well, and imagine, you know, we're as a company, a lot of the people in our company are looking back five or 10 years, maybe maximum. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of the, our partners, when they're able to like look back what they've done in the past, they can, they can look back 30, 50 years, a yeah. hundred years for some of these older companies, obviously not the, the people themselves, but the history of the company, that's got to be even harder to be able to like come to terms with when I look back, trying to do things the way that I've always done it is a liability. The, the longer, you, mm-hmm. probably the longer timeline you have to look back at, the harder that is. And that's why there aren't very many old companies. Yeah. I mean, makes sense. If you research how old a majority of these big companies are, they're not that old. Yeah. And because they were the ones that came around and thought of things differently and gobbled up the old companies that kept referring to what they've always been doing, even if it was highly successful. Blockbuster. And that's yeah, blockbuster, <laughs> and and that's where the dirt world is at. Is they're enjoying a high degree of success right now, but what they're doing is not necessarily best suited for where they need to go down the road. Mm-hmm. And it's a balance. It's okay. How do we continue to enjoy the success we're enjoying while also disrupting ourselves and creating a business fit to operate in the future? rather than a business that has gotten us here from the past. Do you see... It's a scary concept. Yeah. Do you see there being a phase of build with that like starts to feel comfortable? And it, I'm not saying that it should. I'm just curious. Like, We're clearly not in a complacency place right now. No. But do you see a phase of build with that could be a threat of going there? I think it's always a threat to any business. Mm-hmm. And if you get comfortable as a business, you're in a very dangerous place. And what I've had to accept, and if anybody here listening doesn't like discomfort, there's plenty of companies that are very comfortable yeah. out there that you can go work for. You can go go work for a Fortune 100 company. It's extremely comfortable. You'll get your paycheck without any kind of worry every single week. You'll get you'll you'll have your policies and procedures. You'll be told what to do. It's so it's so easy, so easy. But that's not what we're here to do. Well, and then at the same companies, you'll get your supervisor, your boss will say, well, my boss's 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 boss said that we have to do it this way. We can't change it. And so I would rather have creative control and fun and exploration and problem solving Mm -hmm. than total safety. Yeah. (laughs) You can't have both. 100%. And uh, what I've had to learn, and what I've had to learn, and I learned in probably my first year of business, is I just had to create joy and love for discomfort. And I needed to seek discomfort and run to it. And when I am not, when I'm too comfortable, I'm uncomfortable right now. I, I like, I, 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 I've rewired myself to, to sincerely enjoy it. I love being in the trenches. I love solving problems. I love when days are extraordinarily hard and we have to have those hard conversations and I go to bed just fucking exhausted and I'm sitting there looking at myself in the mirror after a week like what the fuck just happened like I like all of that because that means we're solving big problems and really pushing forward mm-hmm. if we're not doing that there's problems it's 
but discomfort, like we live in such a comfortable life and we're wired to continuously seek comfort. And so you have to rewire yourself to put that aside and go in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. It's totally counterintuitive. And going, going to your point earlier, I'm young, so I can do that easier sure. than somebody who's 10 years senior to me because they have 10, 10 more years of, of history mm-hmm. and of life to, to rewire. And I just, I just don't have that, so I can move a little bit quicker, which is where my age is a positive yeah. thing. So I don't know, um, but getting used to discomfort has done me a lot of service and it's not going away anytime soon. I think what part of what BuildBit's working on right now, I think um, puts it in a good place to like avoid that sort of complacency, that comfort, because um, we're not trying to expand a single idea upwards to infinity. Yeah. We're trying to do a bunch of ideas, you know, saying let's, Fill this gap. Let's fill this gap. Let's fill the the problem of of companies finding enough people. Let's find the let's fix the training aspect, as opposed to just saying, let's make build it creative so amazing that we have to hire a thousand people to yes. work with an unlimited amount of because like that's how you get to the comfortable just like let's just part of it kind of place as opposed to we've got like a new exciting thing happening every day. And like, just the way that the way that we're building this company, that doesn't slow down or stop anytime soon. Any great company that's done anything great has followed this formula. Yeah. And as soon as you take your foot off the gas, others will be right there to take take it from you. And that is just the reality. And so you have to stay hungry, and that hunger never goes away, no matter how successful you are. And the sooner you recognize that, the sooner it all becomes a lot easier. I read once it was talking about like that hunger, and it's like you, you can't stay hungry if you're full. No, it's like kind of cheesy, but I've always thought that's interesting because to me, when I like think of like the metaphor of being full, it's like when it is easy, like when it's just cruising along, it's just like yeah, we're just in it. Nothing's changing, but everything's good. No. Like that's that's a recipe for disaster. I'll get out of the food metaphors now. Well, and the best, like I've been reading Tim Grover's book, Winning, and it's a really, it's a hard pill to swallow because it's on this subject. And it's the fact that like winning doesn't care about you. He talks about winning as like a thing and you get it. Like you win a championship in sports, for example. Mm-hmm. And he, this guy trained Michael Jordan and Kobe. So he knows a thing or two about winning championships. You win a championship and then the next day you're back to work. No one cares who won last year. What no was, one cares. What was the description you used for discipline? We were talking about it. I, I made the joke like if you don't use it, you lose it. It's a it's a skill. Well, it, but it's like it's perishable. Perishable. It goes away. Winning is perishable in that same way. It's like once exactly. you win, you're no longer you're not you don't continue just to have winning. No. No, yeah, you Winning's get, the thing yeah. that happens and you move on. Exactly. He's, he's, he, he equates it, and I love this analogy. He's like, it's the best lover you've had all night, and then you wake up, and they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> and and like, it's, okay. it's true. It's, yeah. it's, it is something to savor, enjoy, appreciate. But if you don't continue to put in the work, and then this is the even harder pill to swallow. 
because, okay, good, you won a championship. Now everybody knows how you won that championship. Now the work and the tactics that won you that championship are not going to win you the next one. Mm -hmm. So now you need to win even, you need to work even harder to win on the next one and harder and harder and harder. Yeah. You don't surprise someone the second time. No. And it is just like, it's a lot of, and and even I'm still digesting it like that, that, or I heard a, you know, podcast with David Goggins and he's just like, and and he's extreme. (laughs) I'll, I'll give him that. But they were just like, he's like, people ask me why I don't smile. And he's like, it's because this never ends. Like I'm in this fight every single day of my life for the rest, every single day for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stop. And that is the mindset of someone who really goes and accomplishes something. Sure. There's no end. There's no balance. There's no hanging out if we really want to do something great, that is where we need to be. Yeah. I mean, I, I just don't think our mission has a finish line. When we say we no. want to make the door, what a better place. We're never going to like turn around and say, see, it's better. Exactly. That's just, that's not how it works. And that's, it's designed intentionally like that. Yeah. So we could keep talking about this. I don't want to scare the shit out of everybody too much, but it's, to me, it's, it's, this all requires a lot of everybody, but at the same time, it's going to give more than we could ever imagine. It is going to make us the best versions of ourselves. It's going to show us that we can accomplish more than we ever thought possible. It's going to allow us to take care of our families like never before. Mm-hmm. It's going to give us the opportunity to take part in making sure society has infrastructure for many, many decades to come. There's a lot that we get in return, but to get, you got to give. Got to give. I have a joke that goes along with that. I'll say off the air because it's not appropriate. Please. Um, Okay. So I've got two questions, but I think they're good to fill up the time. Cool. First one, after we launch build with leaders, Mm Mm-hmm. What does the rest of the year look like in your eyes? Once we launched Build It Leaders, I think Dan, Randy, and I, we kind of agreed this past week that we've been holding our breaths a little bit. We, we are extraordinarily confident. Mm-hmm. So there's never, and I've said this over and over, and I will say it, continue to say it because it's true. I've never once thought to myself, maybe this isn't the right call. It's the right fucking call. Yeah. We're doing it. Well, when I, when I have seen the clips and the like filming happen, I'm like, oh shit, this is good. <laughs> this is good stuff. This is, yeah. Yeah. This is, this is the right thing to do and it's going to work. So if everything goes to plan, we launch Build It Leaders, start creating revenue from Build It Leaders, invest in, you know, much greater production capabilities for Build It Leaders and continue continuously produce content for build it leaders indefinitely. Yeah. To and support that business in perpetuity. <clears throat> exactly. And then creative is just going to be focused on supporting it from wherever it can, but ultimately supporting our partners yeah. like we're doing right now. So, not a whole lot changes for creative. Creative is still going to be going down the path of our partners. I think we're ironing out some of these bigger projects. So I think the the back end of the year is going to be a little bit 
it's not a little bit, it's going to be a lot more organized from a work perspective, yeah. from a just internal organizational perspective, from a everybody knows what the hell's going on perspective. Yeah. So I think the the back end of the year is going to be extremely exciting once we once we launch leaders and then creative once once leaders launches will not will no longer have the pressure of supporting the entire organization and and we will use some of the revenue from leaders to support the greater build it organization to support the growth of creative and to support the growth of leaders very aggressively. Mm-hmm. So we are going all in on leaders for the rest of the year. But the thought is, you know, we should have the income to go invest in the capabilities on the leader side of things so that creative is not supporting the entire thing. At some point, as it grows in the way that we hope and believe it will, yeah. do we start building like a team that only works on build with leaders and it, and it takes over what build with creative has done and will do? Correct. I mean, especially from production side. Yeah, for like that we're, for sure. We're we're using creatives resources for some for some of the content. Because like we're we're editing all of that all editing all of it in house, right? No. We're not. No. Okay. No. So none of what we did this this week we're editing. is on creative. Got it. Okay. I mean creative has supported. I don't sure. want we're not removing it from the equation, but we want creative to focus on our partners, to focus on telling the stories of the industry. There will be overlap there, but we want to go build out an entire team within leaders to continuously push out content. That is their only job. Content for leaders, content for leaders, content for leaders. Yeah. That's it. Well, because eventually that becomes untenable. It's not sustainable. Kind of, and yeah. I don't think I, I, I don't think I think I understand the impact leaders is going to have on the build it organization. It's going to, we're, we're on the map, kind of. It's going to really put us on the map. It is going to remove a lot of the doubt about our business and the greater market. Yeah. It is going to make everybody in the industry at the highest level notice us in an extraordinary manner. Mm-hmm. And it has crazy potential. Crazy potential. Yeah. And I, it's, you know, the real push has been just get this thing into the, onto the market to get data and then we can start making informed decisions. And so that's why we've been so frantic about it. There's, there's a a reason and there's a value to just doing it quickly. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of value in just doing it quickly, just get it to market and then let's figure it out from there. Yeah. And is it perfect? No. Are we going to screw everything up? Absolutely. But that's the process. That's what we need to do. And we're getting it to market. I've talked about this before. It's all very intentional. It's all very intentional for the entire build organization. We don't need to be doing this. Mm-hmm. We could have just taken taken the investment we got at the beginning of the year and said, all right, we're going to just steadily grow Builder Creative this year. And that's it. But that is only part of the picture. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just doesn't serve the entire mission. No. Um, and like you know, we've talked about before, the model of the agency isn't all that profitable. You know, it's correct. And just the way that we've laid out the, and again, I say we as BuildWit as a whole, the like tiers of, you know, BuildWit Creative is serving the partners, and that's a really small group. And then BuildWit Leaders is serving a much bigger group of leaders. 
but is still smaller than the like group that BuildWit Online is going to be serving. Mm-hmm. Yet everything that happens in the BuildWit creative team that's like really specific and really granular with those partners, that informs everything on the way up. That informs how we work on the leaders. And what we're learning yeah. from the leaders, we realize I'm sure so much of that is going to go into how we continue to work on BuildWit Online. And then just as a, a note too, people could say, well, why don't we just make creative more profitable? Which is a great, a great thought. We're not intentionally making it profitable because that erodes a lot of creative freedom. By design, we're designing the business financially to operate with the greatest sense of creative freedom and the greatest sense of accomplishing our mission, mm-hmm. not with the greatest sense of how to make the most money possible. So will creative be profitable? It'll probably be like extremely profitable still, but not to like the overall company standard. But if creative helps the other companies become profitable, they see that as a, they they see the return on that. Those are wins. Yeah, Yeah. everybody wins. So if the builder organization wins, everyone wins. I like that as a company value too. Everybody wins, but just on our team. Everybody wins. What else we got? Uh, second question, last question. Will BuildWit have a booth at Con Expo and what is that going to look like? Yeah, so I got Con Expo's organizers on the phone and their show director on the phone. So the boss lady of the whole show and basically said, I want the biggest booth we can possibly get. And they, and, and they asked me, how much do you want? And I said, as much as you'll give me. You see Caterpillar? Why can't we have that? I don't know if they thought I was being serious or not, <laughs> but that's what I told them. Yeah. I, I am just going to swing for the fucking fence here and I want whatever you'll give us. Yeah. Now, why? Why does that benefit Con Expo? Well, Con Expo, it's built to really just cater to the equipment manufacturers. And I believe it needs to cater more to the industry as a whole as well. Mm-hmm. So they've done this a little bit and they've done a good job at it. But what if we created the central meeting point for the industry at Con Expo. Yeah. What if we did that? And what if we created a booth that just celebrated the industry and used BuildWit's brand to get people there, but it's not going to be the BuildWit booth. It's yeah, not we're gonna, not just, hey, come buy a BuildWit thing. That's why you come over no, here. Like, that's not the point. It's not going to be anything BuildWit. Those people be will be able to buy BuildWit stuff. All about sure. our partners. It's going to be all about creating relationships within the industry. It's going to be about celebrating the industry. It's going to be about inspiring the kids at the show to think, holy shit, I want to be a part of this dirt world thing. Um, Now, the details are still vague. So I don't know quite what we're going to be doing yet, but I I asked for something big. I don't think it'll be dramatic. This I I still have to be a little realistic because I'm playing by their rules. But here's the progression of Con Expo. The show number one, I snuck in with a Caterpillar polo (laughs) as a college kid. Yeah. Second show, we couldn't really walk anywhere without being stopped. Third show. And the team only had like nine people on it. Yeah. It was not a huge crew. No. Third show, and I, sp- I spoke at events there. Third show, we're going to have as big of a booth as we can get, and we are going to make it so fucking wildly successful that they can't ignore us for show number four. Yeah. And we are hand-in-hand hand working with Con Expo to promote the industry, inspire the next generation, make the dirt world a better place. 
and we will be making Caterpillar's booth look like nothing. And then the next generation, we're just going to put on our own damn show. Yeah, we'll do the whole thing. In Nashville. Because why not? Why not? Without manufacturers telling us what we can and can't do. Mm -hmm. We don't serve anybody. We serve the dirt world. So why don't we go create the perfect show for the dirt world? You know, we're not owned by Big Dirt. probably just fell over in her chair right now. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord. Um, Uh, What I really would love to do for the next Con Expo is Dirt Talk Live. We'll have that. At the, at I the think booth. that would be a home run. Yeah, so that's a great question. Stay tuned for details on that. Uh, it's still early on the planning process, which is yeah. why I don't have any details to give anybody because sure. I don't have the details. But as we get the details information, we'll involve the team and it'll become extremely, extremely cool. So cool. Yeah. Pumped. Great. Cool. Well, I think that is it for this week. Okay, everybody. That's an internal podcast. Thanks for the questions. Thanks for sending them in. If you have questions, comments, anything about anything, send it in to alex at buildwood.com. Almost just said it third time. You can do whatever you want. Alex at buildwood.com. Thanks, y'all. Thanks, everybody.